Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, veterinary life coach, life work alignment pro, and UC Davis vet school grad. Hi everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Daring DVM. Today, we're going to talk about self-confidence. I love self-confidence. It's the bomb. And I love to talk about it because self-confidence is something that everybody wants, right? How many of you think, gee, I wish I were more self-confident. And the thing about self-confidence is that not everybody realizes It is something you just create for yourself. Many people wish they had more confidence. They say things like, I want to be confident like that person. Or how come that doctor is always so confident? We seem to believe that confidence is something that you either have or you don't. But what if I were to offer you that confidence is not something that we're just born with? Confidence is actually an emotion that comes from our brain. And like any emotion, self-confidence is derived from our thoughts. Being self-confident is something that you can create for yourself. And self-confidence is a great emotion to practice because it has so many positive effects on our lives. So for example, when you are self-confident... You do not spend a lot of time worrying about what other people think of you because you know that it is far more important to know what you think about you. When you think highly of yourself and you're self-confident, you are in a way showing other people how to treat you as well. So when you are self-confident, people credit you with leadership and they can be at ease in your presence. When you are self-confident, You think positively about yourself, and you in turn bring out positivity in others. This is because self-confident people do not feel the need to judge others or to put others down to feel good about themselves. Self-confident people also love themselves. They talk to themselves lovingly and kindly, and they extend this positive self-talk and encouragement to others as well. Now, I want to take a second to point out that self-confidence is not the same as arrogance. People will sometimes incorrectly assume that if you think highly of yourself and you love yourself, you are somehow being arrogant. Well, fuck that noise. That is absolutely not true. To be arrogant is to have an exaggerated view of your own importance or abilities. Arrogant people behave as if they are better or more important than somebody else. They look down on other people. Arrogance comes from a place of insecurity. When you are arrogant, you try to belittle others so that you can feel better about yourself. That is the complete opposite of self-confidence. So how do you practice and develop self-confidence? Well, to answer this question, let's start with defining what self-confidence is. Self-confidence is a feeling, an emotion. 
And just like any other emotion, self-confidence is created by our thoughts. So when you are self-confident, you believe that you can handle any negative emotion that comes your way. You know that you are capable of feeling all the feelings, good and bad, and you believe that you can process and work through anything. Okay, what do I mean by this? When you think about doing something, it can be a routine spay, or taking on a challenging medical case, or even a patient who is circling the drain. When we think about these things, our brain likes to offer up all the ways in which things can go wrong. And as doctors, we are typically concerned about negative patient outcomes, especially death. So, if a patient dies during a routine surgery, or while you're treating and managing the case, chances are that you are going to feel terrible. Now, the fact of the situation is that the patient died. It is a neutral circumstance, a fact of life. It is neither good nor bad. What many of us do, though, is we make it mean something bad. And we do this by thinking things like, This is my fault. I wasn't good enough. I fucked up. I'm a shitty doctor. And these negative thoughts create negative feelings, such as shame, guilt, fear, self-doubt, grief. And we have doctor brains that have undergone years of doctor training, and we took an oath, and we want to help our patients, so now we just spiral and judge ourselves even more and feel even more terrible. We haven't been taught how to process these emotions. Normally, we just try to compartmentalize and move on. But what if I told you that this is actually the worst it can get? The worst thing that can happen is just a feeling. Yes, the patient died. But the reason you feel terrible is because of all the negative things that you're thinking about it and what you're making it mean about you. If you didn't really think about it at all and were just neutral, then you'd just move on. No big deal. And for those of you experiencing compassion fatigue, maybe you do just do this. But what I'm offering to you is the way to feel better and to build resilience is by actually feeling those negative emotions. It's okay to feel grief, sadness, shame, guilt. All of those are normal feelings. Where self-confidence comes into play is that you know that if you feel these emotions, you can process them and feel them and you will be okay. You will move forward and you will be able to take on a similar case in the future. That is what it means to be self-confident. You know that even if everything goes wrong and your patient dies, you will be okay because you have your own back. You will allow yourself to feel and process any negative emotions that arise and you will be okay. Self-confidence is all about emotion. We don't know how to do everything, especially when we're trying new things, but we do know how to handle our own mindset. And that's where self-confidence comes from. 
It comes from knowing that we can handle our own mind and our own emotions. And this is exactly what coaching is for. A growth mindset breeds self-confidence. That is, knowing that you can figure things out, knowing that you can grow, knowing that you learn from your mistakes. A fixed mindset, on the other hand, is when you don't believe in your ability to handle adversity and to grow. So, if your patient dies, you believe that you're flawed and you should avoid future cases like that one. The minute you make a mistake, the minute you come up against something, if you have a fixed mindset, you are not going to have self-confidence to overcome it and you will probably give up. Self-confidence and a growth mindset come from a place of thinking, of course there's going to be mistakes. Of course I'm going to fail at some point. That's how I learn and grow. Just think of little kids learning to walk. They try, they fall down, and then they get up again. The way they learn is by getting back up and trying again. A fixed mindset sees failing as an expression of a flaw in character or talent. A growth mindset thrives on challenge and sees failure not as evidence of unintelligence, but rather as an opportunity for growth and for stretching your existing abilities. So let me ask you, what is your belief about capability? Do you believe it is fixed or do you believe you can grow? and learn how to do anything. Is failure just feedback to you? I want to offer here too, the people who are self-confident also usually have a future-based mindset. They don't base their confidence on something that they've done in the past. If you're basing your confidence on something you've done before, you're only going to repeat and improve upon things that you've already done. You're not going to see massive growth in your future because you're relying on your past to provide you with evidence that you can be confident. But it's actually self-confidence that allows you to attempt that thing in the first place. It is the feeling that you need to develop your capability and therefore it is not the external circumstance or the result that creates it. It is the other way around. If you try to get self-confidence from your ability, you're doing it backwards. You first have to believe in your capability and to develop your capacity in order to develop your talent. You have to have the self-confidence to create the results. You have to have self-confidence. When you have it, you take action and you either get the result you want or you don't. But you always learn what works and what doesn't. Take action, fail or not, and learn. I think a big misconception is that oftentimes it can seem like self-confident people take action and always win. People incorrectly think that self-confidence comes from winning, from being successful. A lot of us will look at another doctor and think, well, it's easy for her to be self-confident. Look at how good she is at what she does. Look at her success. But I promise you, it's the other way around. You have to first create self-confidence before you create success, not after. Your self-confidence 
is based on your ability to handle anything that comes your way. And you know that the worst that will come your way is an emotion. Your self-confidence comes from knowing that you can experience any emotion and you can manage your mind. Then you increase your capability by practicing and getting better. Self-confidence fuels action. If you are not taking action, it is because you're not generating the feeling of self-confidence. And if you are not taking action, you're just failing ahead of time. Failing ahead of time teaches you nothing. If you take no action, how do you even know what works and what doesn't? If you're going to fail, don't fail ahead of time. Fail by taking action and learning, rather than failing by doing nothing and trying to stay comfortable. Yes, both can be considered failure, but at least one gets you somewhere and increases your self-confidence by providing evidence that you are capable of taking action. So how do you generate self-confidence? By your thinking. If you are struggling with this, here are some thoughts you can borrow and tweak to make your own. I use these a lot. There is nothing that can happen that I cannot handle because the worst that can happen is an emotion and I know how to handle my emotions. I believe in my ability to achieve my desired result no matter how long it takes, how many times I have to fail, or what I need to learn. The worst that can happen is failure and I can handle failure. Failure is the way to success. Discomfort is the currency for success. These are such good thoughts, people. Steal them immediately. When you have self-confidence, you can create amazing success because you're willing to keep going. Self-confidence is not some amazing talent that creates success. Self-confidence is your ability to know that you can handle any negative emotion and keep going. Self-confidence is not about believing in your ability to do something. It is about knowing that if you fail, you are going to be okay. Self-confidence comes from the idea that no matter what happens, you're not going to die. It's not that big of a deal. You can handle humiliation, you can handle fear, you can handle pain and shame and guilt. That's where self-confidence comes from. I'm self-confident because no matter what happens, I will have my own back. I will take care of myself. The more you do this, the easier it becomes. The only thing that prevents action the only thing that prevents you from going out into the world and living the best version of yourself and showing the world what you've got and making a contribution is your fear of feeling the negative emotion if it doesn't work. That's it. When you understand that feelings are just vibrations in your body and there's no emotion that you cannot handle, the life that lays out in front of you is limitless. That's what we've been handed as humans. Life is 50-50. Half of it is going to be awful, but that's okay. 
because it makes the other half even better. That's what your life is. So stop trying to hide from the negative emotion. That's why you don't have any self-confidence. You don't think you can handle it. But I promise you, you can. Okay, my friends, rant over. Thank you for listening. And most importantly, thank you for working on yourself. Your mental health is the most important thing you can invest in. If you'd like to learn more and receive help in applying these concepts to your own life, please come join the Daring DVM coaching program, which is found on the website www.daringdvm.com. This is where you can receive one-on-one private coaching with me. Also, I'd love to hear your thoughts on self-confidence and how you apply it to your life. You can share this with me by heading on over to at DaringDVM on Instagram and drop me a comment or DM me. And if you're inclined, please leave a comment or review on iTunes so that I can continue to reach those who will benefit from this content. I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Dare to dream. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come check out the Dare to Dream coaching program. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. This is where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will up-level your life even more. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life, I guarantee it. Come join at www.daringdvm.com. That's daringdvm.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.